Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation. Welcome to the Believe in Raiders podcast presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Dennis Ackerman. Pleased to be joined by former Raider great Stanford Route Stan. I'm not even sure how to explain the, Ra- the Raiders' performance tonight. They put up a franchise record 63 points in a 63-21 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. And just four days ago, it comes on the heels of an embarrassing 3 to nothing home loss. Uh, Stan, what are your takeaways? What are your overall impressions of the Raiders' uh, performance uh, tonight, Thursday night? Mm, man, uh, t- overall takeaways, they won the game. That's the main thing. That's uh, That's the best thing. Uh, right now, six and eight, still mathematically in the playoff race. Uh, Aiden O'Connell took some big strides tonight. I mean, Jacoby Myers took some big strides in the past game. Um, it, it was a, it was an all-around victory for the Las Vegas Raiders. Great job for Antonio Pierce. Obviously, things like that build up the spirits and the team morale. Uh, you know, as far as any... Big picture takeaway, other than Aiden O'Connell, one more week of getting his feet wet, learning the system, actually getting more acclimated to the NFL speed. Same thing with the tight end as well. He's a rookie. With those guys, they're getting experience. Now, when you look at things from the big picture totality, they beat a a Los Angeles Chargers team that obviously quit on Brandon Staley. I think everybody would agree with that. So when you look at, okay, well, Stanford, where does they, where do they rank within the AFC? Where do they rank within the NFL? I don't think that anything has changed over the last 96 hours when they got blanked by the Minnesota Vikings, but nonetheless, still a great job, great victory against the Los Angeles Chargers. You take it any way you can get it in this league because they don't come by very easily. Uh, So great job. For the interim, great job on a Thursday night football short week. But as far as big picture, I believe the Raiders are the same place that they were just four days ago against the Vikings. All right, let me get the promo read in here, then we can get more on this game. And BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your info, stats, news, and scores. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, baseball, NHL. Right, the UFC and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEEF to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online or the game. Starts, you know, Stan. You and I were texting during the game, and I thought tonight was a uh, just a prime example of a team like the Raiders playing hard for a coach who they want to come back. And on the yeah. flip side, the Chargers were going through the motions; they were out for some exercise, and basically, you said had quit on their head coach Brandon Staley. Yeah, uh, just like you know, when I texted you, I believe it was after they went up twenty-eight to zero. I believe. I think so. Yeah. It was after the touchdown with uh, with Bolden. It was after that touchdown. Uh, and I texted you, I said, I said, Staley probably gets fired tomorrow. Just for the simple fact of we know that the Chargers have underperformed for a number of years. Staley was the, what, defensive coordinator for the Rams, correct? Before yes. he got the yes, job with the Chargers. Yep. And you can't be a head coach where the team doesn't have a great record and your bread and butter, what, what what's your claim to fame 
you also can be lackluster on that side of the ball. And then it just looked like they were playing uninspired. Uh, so with a loss like that, like I said, um, I don't know how Staley keeps his job tomorrow morning. Stranger things have happened. Let me go ahead and just say that. Um, I'm not I'm not anybody who's going to root for someone to get fired. But just from what I saw, that's usually what you kind of see. I mean, you look last year how the Denver Broncos, they got blasted by the Los Angeles Rams last year late in the season. And then what right. happens? And Nathaniel Hackett gets fired the very next day. So anytime you have a, a, a crushing loss, or should I say getting blown out by the opposing team who's not exactly a juggernaut, the, Ra- the Raiders, I think we can both agree, are not a juggernaut right now in the NFL, and you're getting blown out by them. In their division rival. So that's why when you factor all of that in, I just don't know how Brennan Staley is the coach tomorrow morning. I just don't know how that happens. Stan, let me ask you this. You played eight years in the NFL. If you were a player on the Chargers or just you know, a possible free agent uh, in the offseason and Staley isn't fired, let's say that the, they wait till the end of the year and fire him, how much respect do you have for the front office or the ownership of the Chargers? You're talking about as an incoming free agent or somebody yes. that's already on the team? Both. Well, I can tell you just like this, and you know this, DA, this is not basketball where there's max contracts, where pretty much every team is offering the same amount, some sort of max contract or you know something like that for somebody who's a high-priced free agent. In the NFL, you know it's all about the dollars and cents. So as long as the Chargers are the highest bidder for a prospective Big time, big ticket free agent. He's still going to go there, regardless of Brandon okay. Staley being there or not being there. I know that uh, obviously that's not what fans want to hear. But at the end of the day, for players, unless there's somebody that's been in the league for a number of years, already have received a few big free agent contracts, things like that. But for the NFL, for players in the NFL, it's all about creating generational wealth. It's all about putting your family in a better position than they were before you got to the NFL. So that'll always be the bottom line. Players are not going to say that. And I agree. I wouldn't have said it back when I was playing either. You want to say things about I, I, this is a special organization and I believe we can really win here, do something special, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, uh, you're always going to go to the team that offers the most money. That's just how it is. All right, let's recap some of the numbers again. The Raiders scored a record franchise, 63 points. Stan, they had 79 points in the previous uh, five games, including we talked about it earlier last week's uh, embarrassing three nothing home loss to Minnesota. Um, defense created four turnovers overall. The Raiders created five turnovers. They turned that yes. into thirty five points. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, crazy. Aiden O'Connell threw for four touchdowns. Zamir White in his first career start rushed for sixty nine yards. Devontae Adams over a hundred yards uh, receiving, and Jacoby Myers. How about this? He passed for a touchdown and also had a receiving touchdown Trey Tucker a couple of receiving touchdowns um Stan one thing I found interesting and I read this after the Minnesota uh loss and obviously as a former player I I need your perspective I want your perspective on this I read and I heard you know what the Raiders don't let Josh Jacobs play anymore sit down uh Max Crosby for the rest of the season you're better off losing the rest of the game so you're going to get a better get a higher draft pick and I'm like, you know what? I just don't buy into that. You you, you go tell Aiden O'Connell that, a guy who's trying to play for a starting job next year. Yeah. You go tell Antonio Pierce that, a guy who wants to be the permanent head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. A- am I right? Is that accurate? Yeah, and then you try to tell Max Crosby you're going to sit him down for the, uh, for the remainder of the season. Max Crosby still can try to go for the single-season Raiders sack record. 
uh, things like that. You know, Josh Jacobs, I don't think he's wired like that. And I understand it, but like I always come back to, they can go and get a higher draft pick and then do what with it? Try to take one of these big ticket, uh, high draft, uh, high draft value quarterbacks coming out uh, in this year's draft. Okay, but who's to say that he's not going to be a bust? Who's to say that he turns out to be even good? So I understand it, but it's still, we're still at the crafts table at some casino on the strip, mm -hmm. just simply rolling the dice. Hoping for that, hoping for that, uh, for that big number to come up, and that's still leaving things to chance. I think that uh, right now you're six and eight. You have the opportunity to finish the year with a winning record. Antonio Pierce, like you already said, wants to go ahead and now be the permanent head coach. So he's not going to go and just allow his team to go ahead and just automatically walk into the game without even a, a snowball's chance in hell of being able to win. Because to uh, to end the season, they have Kansas City. I believe they have what uh, Indianapolis and, and Denver. Denver. So yep. obviously, Kansas City, the way that they've been playing as of late, you know what? Maybe they're beatable. The Indianapolis Colts are without Anthony Richardson. They have Gardner Minshew. They're a beatable team. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but they're a beatable team. And then the Denver Broncos. You opened up the year beating them, so you could possibly finish this year four zero. And actually have a winning record. And I think for people that are built, like Antonio Pierce, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, and a number of other players on that team, I just don't think that they're going to they're, – they're, they're not going to accept that. They won't. Dan, big picture, how much does this victory help Antonio Pierce's cause for being the permanent head coach next season? I think, obviously, it won't hurt his cause. Right. Um, just like we talked about even off-air – you won the game. That's the main thing. You're now six and eight, but you did that against a Los Angeles Chargers team that obviously was without Justin Herbert. They ain't even been playing well with Justin right. Herbert. They look like they quit on uh, Brandon Stately. So that's not a victory that you can hang your hat on. That's not a that's not a victory that is a, a huge chink in your armor. Something like that that you victory. can. Yeah, that's so, not that's not a signature win or anything right. like that. But it's a hell of a lot better than losing. Oh, absolutely. So that's why when you asked that question, my answer would simply be it can't hurt his cause. But as far as how much it can help it or elevate it, that's something that remains to be seen. And I'm not sure exactly when you're going to the owner to plead your case as to why you should be the head coach going forward. I don't think that's a huge enough victory against a, a against a formidable enough opponent for Mark Davis to sit there and be like, you know what? OK, I need to now go ahead and give that some serious consideration. Dan, think about this. You mentioned the three opponents the Raiders have left. Kansas City fighting for the division lead. Now, Denver just trailing them by a game. The Raiders play the Broncos. Broncos fighting for not only a division, but a playoff spot. Indianapolis also fighting for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if one more win gets Antonio Pierce the head coaching job, the permanent head coaching job. Two wins, I think it does. Three wins, and I absolutely think it assures that he's back as the head coach next year. Am I Am I off base with that? No, I don't think you're off base. And I mean, I'll tell you just like this, even if they finish three and oh, or should I say four and oh to end the season and go nine and eight, we know that Mark Davis has the propensity. We know he has the tendency to like the salacious, the big names. We know that. So even with finishing four and oh to end the season, nine and eight, uh winning record, things like that, momentum going into the offseason, and then who knows what the next few years will bring. 
even with all of that, there's a still a good chance that Mark Davidson may just simply want to go after Jim Harbaugh, or he may want to go after some um, big time offensive coordinator that is tearing it up around the league or something like that. So I understand exactly what you're saying. And I definitely think that I definitely think that the scenarios that you just laid out will obviously help his cause. But do I think that that's just going to go ahead and completely go ahead and just sign on the dotted line, uh, get in there? I'm not certain on that. Stan, as a former player, who do you give more credit to for this win tonight? Uh, coming on the heels of what we just witnessed on Sunday, is it the players? Is it Antonio Pierce? Is it a combination of both? I would probably say a combination of both, simply because both teams going into this game were five and eight. We right now, it is December 14th. I remember several years in Oakland, obviously, we're playing 16. The season would usually end somewhere around December 31st or New Year's. So we'd have basically about two games left after this one back when I was playing, and it was a 16-game season. And usually by that time, whenever you're not winning, you know that the playoffs, even if you're mathematically still in it, but your chances are very bleak. You start thinking more along the lines of, okay, you know what? Let's make it look good. But I want to make sure that I'm not hurt going into the offseason because, A, I want to enjoy my offseason, or B, I'm entering free agency, things like that. You start thinking of things more along the business side. You start making more of a business decision, and you start thinking about it from that perspective, usually whenever you're not winning and going after Sunday's uh, performance. Not scoring any points. Obviously, the defense did pretty good because they only gave up three. But that type of a loss to then four days later, 96 hours, come out and actually have a lot of juice, a lot of energy, obviously a lot of desire, which the L.A. Chargers did not have. That's something that you definitely have to give a lot of credit, a lot of credit to the coaching staff for keeping everybody together, keeping everybody engaged. And then obviously the Josh Jacobs of the world, the Devontae Adams, the Max Crosby's, the Aiden O'Connell's, actually simply being leaders, being captains, keeping everybody engaged within the locker room and not allowing guys to proverbially drop the rope, or should I say let go of the rope. So I think that uh, you definitely have to give credit to everybody all around. All right, Stan, final topic. As a former corner, uh, the Raiders defense had created four turnovers. Two of those were touchdowns, including the pick six uh, by Jack Jones. That was man, one that was athletic pick Very. six. Tell me about that one, man. Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm watching it, and I'm literally just thinking to myself, like, before the play even started, I was thinking, for one, Exactly. Okay. You know what? The Raiders are balling right now. Obviously, like I said, they're getting these turnovers. I wonder what's going to happen next. And sure enough, you see, um, you see the running back, uh, Austin man, Eckler. Austin Eckler. He's, he's lined outside. He motions in. You can see Jones is sensing it. Okay. You know what? Usually the running back is not lined up all the way outside. Here he goes motioning down and he breaks on it so quick. He was about to overrun the throw. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was about to get in there too quick and then to be able to one-handed, almost kind of like Odell Beckham, that right there was something special. And when you hear how Kirk Herbstreet, obviously Al Michaels are talking about him after the play, how Antonio Pierce coached him in high school at Long Beach Poly. He coached mm -hmm. him at Arizona State. And obviously this kid just wants an opportunity. Making plays like that awards you more opportunities, more playing time, things like that. So that was definitely something that was very beautiful to see. Do you ever have a uh, one-handed picks, Dan? Uh, I had a one-handed pick. My In my third year, Detroit Lions, 
opening game. I think it was either it was a tip pass. Uh, okay. So, I mean, one-handed, but, you know, it's a tip pass. It's not like I'm out there like Odell Beckham. Um, but, uh, yes, it was – I think the pass was intended for Roy Williams, if I'm not okay. mistaken, or Mike Williams. I forget uh, back then at the time. But, yes, yeah, so technically I've had a, a one-handed interception before. You pick Matthew Stafford, then you can hey, you can say, hey, look at I picked a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Well, no, at, at the time this is two thousand seven, so this is John oh. Kittle, who's the quarterback. Oh my bad, I apologize. Yes. Sorry, Matthew Stafford, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels good, partner. Finally talking about a Raider victory after three straight yes. losses. Up next will be the Kansas City Chiefs. That's actually a Christmas uh, morning game. Well, ten a.m. on the West Coast and noon start. Uh, Kansas City. So let's hope the Raiders can get uh, a victory not only today, but they'll be able to get a nice little Christmas present for themselves uh, on Christmas Day by going into the Chiefs' house and knocking them off. But we'll see. They got some plenty of time to enjoy this, as does the rest of Raider Nation. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast presented by betonline.ag. For my partner, Stanford Route, I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening. And may all your punts find the coffin corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.